0: we jump into today's podcast, I want to ask you one simple question. What do you do with an idea? What do you do with an idea? One of my favorite parts of these podcast conversations are the stories that are told about bringing an idea to life from concept to consumer, from initial idea to action. And today, Monique and I are going to share with you our nine truths for bringing an idea to life in hopes that you'll take the next step in pursuing an idea. Remember, every winner started as a contender. So stop being a thinker or maybe one day or or you know, I don't have enough time or or there's no money or or I just don't know where to fit it in or come on, be a contender. Get out there. Pursue that one idea. Welcome to Contendercast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. And thanks for downloading, thanks for listening. It's a Contendercast. It's Justin Hanuman, We are shining a light on bright ideas, and today Monique is back with me. Woohoo! Yeah, I'm excited. Wait, um, hi honey. That's
1: what I'm uh, supposed to say. That's right. You're say. supposed to
0: say that at the beginning. And hey, let's try that again. Monique is back with me.
1: Hi, honey. <laughs>
0: Hilarious! That Uh, is
1: for Brian in the UK. Yeah, Brian
0: Kessler, that's a (laughs) shout out for you. Um, So we are here today talking to you about a very, very cool, bright idea. And that's really bringing together like what we've learned about ideas and how we bring those to life. And we've been invited to speak at a bunch of events. And so we put together a whole message, quote unquote, around what do you do with an idea?
1: What do you do with an idea? That's great. Nine
0: truths. Yeah, the nine truths. So we thought today we'd share some of these with you. We think not some of these all could of them, be helpful. but a high level. Yeah. I mean, we're going to just give you some of the detail or some of the high level um, perspective on them. We're not going into the detail, um, but we thought we could review these. Some of you may find this useful because we know a lot of you have ideas and, and you have acted on idea. them. Everyone has an idea. Everyone has an idea, but a lot of you haven't acted on them. And we know that because we have talked to many of you.
1: And everyone says, oh, I have an idea, dot, dot, dot. And then we say, well, what have you done with that idea?
0: Right. Or we go talk to a group and afterwards people come up to us and they say,
1: oh my God, I've always wanted to write a book. And we say, well, why haven't you?
0: Or they come up and say,
1: oh my God, I've always wanted to write a song or I've wanted to start this company. And they we say, why haven't you?
0: Right. And we have offered to help. And there's lots of excuses that we could. We also should do a podcast on all the excuses sometime, babe. That would be kind of fun. That would
1: be fun. But today, we're going to just talk about nine truths of what do you do with an idea.
0: That's right. All right. So let's dive in. So we're talking nine truths. Um, We're going to give you the high level here. We're giving the sneak peek before a lot of other people get to hear this. Um, But the first one, the first truth is around this idea of catching the spark. So let me just say, here's what this means, or the big idea behind this one is how many of you, if I were to ask you to raise your hand while you're driving or while you're listening to this on an airplane, have had an idea for starting a company, for writing a book. You've had a product idea that you think will save the world. You've had the idea, but you've never written it down. You've never told anybody about it. You've never captured it. You've never caught the spark. The whole idea here with truth number one is you've got to capture it, put the detail down, record it, do whatever it takes to get the idea down. For me, it's in the morning. Like I swim every morning, 5.30 a.m. I'm in the pool. I have my best ideas in. I I have ideas for songs. I, I think about the day with my work. I think of ideas that I should bring to work. And as soon as I get out, I get grab my iPhone and I record those or I write them down. Catch the spark.
1: For me, it's when I'm on vacation or on a business trip. I guess, I guess vacation is not exactly the right word, but it's when I'm out of my normal to-do, my normal routine. When I'm traveling, that is when I catch the spark. I find myself thinking of things. And the important thing is to write them down because sometimes I'll think of things and then like four hours later, I'll think, I had a really great idea, right. but what I don't it? remember what it was. So- Part of Catch the Spark is know where you get those ideas. The second part of Catch the Spark is write them down. So, you know, hit Siri on your iPhone. Siri, remind me that my idea is blah, blah, blah. Um, But you've got to catch them, record them, and capture them.
0: That's right. And so one of my favorite stories... Around catching the spark. Oh we're,
1: boy, are you gonna talk about Italy? <laughs> we're in Italy. Okay. I need I to know, tell it. Years no, no, ago, no, no, no. I know this is years I t- ago. T- I need to tell the story. No, no, hold no, on. No, Let no, me I'm just start it.
0: it. Let me just start it. So I wake up in the middle of the night. Okay, now I'm telling the story. Oh, come on.
1: Okay. We're on we're in Italy on vacation, and we wake up and I wake up in the middle of the night and I hear Justin talking on his cell phone very quietly on the side of the bed. Okay. That's a little alarming. It's the (laughs) middle of the night. I wake up, I look over and he's whispering on his cell phone very quietly on the side of the bed.
0: At 2.30 in the morning.
1: Oh yeah. So I'm like, who is he talking to? What is he doing? And then I listened and he was singing and he had woken up at 2.30 in the morning. I think it was the Chianti That had made him so creative. I don't think so. But he was singing a song into his voicemail because he'd woken up and had these lyrics to this beautiful song called Everlasting, and he was singing himself... The song and the melody, so that he could catch the spark and not lose it. Because if he'd gone back to bed, it would have been gone forever.
0: That's true. I mean, if I had gone to back to sleep without recording I guarantee in the morning I would have thought,
1: "I think I had I an idea I last night," but
0: yeah. I didn't record it. So I recorded in my voicemail. I then the like the following week, I actually ended up in the studio with John caroza my uh, my producer, and, and we, it's beautiful. Yeah, we sat down. I sang for him. I played for him actually the the clip on my iPhone, and then within. I'd say two or three hours we had the track and within two or three weeks, we had the actual song, Everlasting Came to Life. Unbelievable. One of my favorite Christian songs.
1: Yes, it, it's amazing. And it all started with this 2.30 in the morning whispering into his cell phone at the side of the bed. <laughs> that sounds weird.
0: <laughs> all right, so bottom line for uh, truth number one is catch the spark. You got to write it down and capture it. All right, so let's get on to truth number two. All right. All right, so truth number two is living with curiosity. Live with curiosity. So the the idea here is... If I were to ask you if you're a curious person, what would be your answer?
1: Well, most think, people would say yes.
0: Most people would say yes, but, but then I ask, really. do you really explore? Do you reach out? Do you dig in? Do you ask questions? Do you Google? Do you, you know, look beyond Research. just the, the the you know, the day-to-day job, the 9 to 5? And do you explore new products, new technology, new places? Do you force yourself out of your comfort zone? For me, you know, the it's interesting when I think about Living with curiosity about ten years ago, a little over that, I decided to get back into music. I, I had sang in the choir growing up. Um, I had played piano because my parents you know sent me to piano lessons every day. But I had an opportunity to meet my voice coach heidi Higgins, and I, I mean from meeting number one, she encouraged me to start writing songs, not just singing but writing songs and so it forced me to be curious about the writing process
1: for me um I was actually at a business conference out in California many years ago, and it was a women's business conference. And as we women tend to do, right, we all started talking. I started sharing about my divorce. And one of these other women um, started talking about the fact that she was an author. And she asked me if I'd ever written a book about my divorce. So she piqued my curiosity about whether I could write a book. And that is what started the process of writing The High Road Has Less Traffic, which we'll touch back on in a little bit. My other curiosity was piqued um, several years ago when I was traveling at another conference, and I had to go to this big event, and I looked at my ring and it was very dirty. And I thought, well, this is really kind of gross. I'm wearing this sparkly dress. Totally. And my ring's not sparkly. Right, and that's a problem.
0: It is a problem.
1: So <laughs> I was curious because you can't travel with those jars of cleaning fluid that They're you get full. They are awful. well you can't with TSA you can't check. Tra- there's can. like eight no. ounces. You can't. Or you travel can't with take the, like
0: the that, that powered one, the one you plug in the wall. It's like you take up your whole suitcase
1: right and and then the third option is your toothbrush right and I, I'm not going <laughs> no, thank there you. right so I was curious about whether there was a TSA friendly portable ring cleaner on the market and those of you that have listened to our prior podcast know that no there's not and we were curious enough when I got back from that trip to create one and it will be here very very shortly
0: I can't even wait
1: so the whole idea here is you have to live with curiosity when you think of something and you think wow could I do that does that exist should I write songs should I write a book should I create a portable ring cleaner that's being curious curious.
0: That's right. I mean, then we came up with the idea for this ring cleaner called Ringo. Clean Clean your your ring ring on on the the go go with with Ringo. Ringo. Yeah, that sounded very corny, I know, to all of you, but that's like our tagline. And one day you'll hear that music on the radio. But anyway, so live with curiosity. That's truth number two. (laughs) Challenge your curiosity quotient. I didn't say we wouldn't be corny today. So uh, sorry. All right. Truth number three is do your homework. Alright, so here is... it Let me just frame this up for you. If you have an idea, and you've been curious about it and started investigating it, then inevitably, you've got to look and see, are there competitors? Has it ever been done? Who else might be doing something similar to it. And for us, that was what this was all about, was we had an idea, we've had many ideas, and the idea of, you got to do your homework. You got to figure out who the competition is, who else might want to buy the product, and like, what's the market for it? Does it even have a a place for it? So let me just share with you one of the funniest Such a brilliant idea. I know, I love this idea, and we were so excited about it, and then we found out it was already out there in the market. So how many of you... Like watermelon.
1: Oh, I love watermelon.
0: And what do you do when you buy that big watermelon for Costco, right? You bring it home. And the first thing you do when it's time to serve it is you cut it in In
1: half. half.
0: And you chop up half of it. But the other half needs to go back in the refrigerator.
1: And the saran wrap falls off. And the aluminum foil doesn't stick. And you end up with watermelon juice all All over over the the shelf of your fridge.
0: Exactly. So we thought, what if we came up with a product like a shower cap? Called cover the fruit. It would like cover the watermelon. We called it Fruit Fruit Hoops. Hoops. Dun, dun, dun. Fruit Hoops. I mean, it's cool. We then got our PowerPoint open. We came up with a logo.
1: We did. That's an awesome logo. We had
0: like, it's really cool, by the way. I mean, we're going to share this with you guys when you see our speech. It's crazy. But anyway, we're like, we have this perfect product. We have a a designer. We we had it all figured out. Everything ready to go. We have a
1: manufacturer. Truth number three, we did our homework. We,
0: We went to the grocery store.
1: And they're on the shelf, not fruit hoops. No. But the, the stretch quote, to
0: fit food covers. Stretch to fit food Literally, covers. Literally, that's mean, what how, it says that's on not the
1: creative, box. Right. But shower, shower caps for fruit already existed. Right.
0: So the idea here on truth number three is do your homework. And when you think about it, you gotta do this. And even if you find your product is already out there or it's not a good market for it, at least you checked at least you didn't go spend the money prototyping a product and getting it to market and to find there's something else out there. Or you find you create a product that nobody wants. At least do your homework.
1: Well, and but on that one, we did, we had created a product that people wanted. It had just already been created. So that to me was a plus.
0: And I'm not done giving up on that one, by the way.
1: I'm not
0: either. No. Okay. All right. Truth number four. Uh, Fruit hoops. Truth number four, narrow the focus. So... My question to each of you is How many of you, when you think about your day job, do only what you can do? You don't do anybody else's job. You don't take on everybody else's responsibility. You do only what you can do and what you should be doing. My guess is many of you might be raising your hands, and many of you are probably saying, Well, actually, I probably take on more than I should do, or I take on things other people should be doing, et cetera, et cetera. And for us, that was the same thing. So when you have an idea, a lot of times you can get sidetracked or get focused on the shiny object. But the idea here with truth number four is around narrowing the focus. And on this one, we talked about this on a previous podcast, but we talked to you about the book, Bonus Dad, Bonus Mom, A Child's Guide to...
1: Understanding the understanding role, of a, role of a
0: Stepparent." And this book started with me literally a year or two into it, writing a kind of essay on being a stepdad. Not Whoa. a children's book. Whoa. I know. Monique thought it was boring.
1: It was just a little preachy, but that, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, you can back go back, and, back listen to the that one. <laughs> and listen to that one. But the whole idea around narrow the focus is, Justin's right. We we literally talked about this book, I, I'm not kidding, for like two years. And finally, we narrowed the focus. And Justin called one morning after he got done swimming and he said, you know what? What if we change the context of the book and it's not this adult you know, book about how to be a, a step parent, how to be a bonus parent. But what if we make it a children's book that explains the role of a bonus parent and the lights went off, the 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 bells were ringing, the whistles were going off. That was when we knew we narrowed the focus enough to make it our passion project. And it all flowed so seamlessly and so quickly from there.
0: Yeah. The bottom line here is your first idea isn't always your best idea. And sometimes you got to refine it and know where to narrow the focus. And Um, You know, even though I had this idea of writing a book on being a step-parent or a stepdad in my situation, you know, what we've figured out was we really needed to narrow in on the market and the idea and really get it to a place where it would really resonate, and that became a children's book. All right, so truth number five is all about asking others. So I'll set this one up with asking you all that are listening, how many of you have a good, close group of friends, or at least a group of friends you could call... And ask for advice or insight or coaching and truly get positive slash negative slash honest feedback. Not just someone that's going to glad hand your ideas, but, but someone that's going to really give you some advice and, and tell you what's good and what's not and what their ideas are on it. And so with just just asking others, the idea here is I'd almost call this a personal advisory board. So these are people that you may work with every day. They may be people that could be your family or friends. But most likely, if I asked you to write down a list of your quote-unquote personal advisory board, it'd probably be a cross-section of people in your network, in your daily lives, that are people that you just know... Are people that you go to for advice?
1: So when uh, we came up with our design for Ringo,
0: clean your, your ring, ring on, on the go with Ringo, go.
1: I took, <laughs> I corny, I took it to that. my a group I belong to called the Women Presidents Organization, WPO, which is a group of women business owners. And I shared with them the idea. And again, sort of looking for great feedback not positive, just great feedback on whether it resonated with them or not. And again, this is all about just asking others. And so it was great to to share this idea with them and find out who loved it, who didn't, what I could do to make it better. And the whole idea is here is you're never going to please everyone, but you want to find out the feedback from those that it resonates with, how it could improve.
0: No question. When we launched Cocktail Farty, we talked about this on our previous podcast. One of the things we did was we asked our family and friends for, for our, their feedback on the questions that were in there. And quite frankly, there were several that just were a no-go. I mean, they were just not a good fit. And
1: when we wrote Bonus Dad, Bonus Mom, we asked our kids for insight on how it was worded and what the illustrations look like. So it's all about just asking others. So that's, that's that one.
0: Bottom line for truth number five. All right. So let's move on to truth number six. I love this one for many reasons. It's make it happen. So lots of you have thought about it. Many of you are procrastinators. And
1: fewer of you have done it.
0: Are doers, exactly. And so our idea here is you've got to move past the, I've thought about it, I'm thinking about it,
1: I might do it, I may do it, and actually do it and give it a shot. And so here's the intimidating part, and I totally get this. I don't know how to write a book. I don't know how to launch a product. I don't know how to produce a song because it takes so many other people. So our Make It Happen team We had to find product designers. We had to find prototype manufacturers. We had to find business lawyers. We had to find trademark and patent attorneys, website designers, accountants, importers, the whole world of freight forwarders. It can be overwhelming. But the whole thing about this truth is you just have to take one step at a time and assemble that make it happen team. And it seems overwhelming, but if you take it one bite at a time, it actually comes together.
0: That's right. When we talk about Make It Happen, we talk about your Make It Happen team. This is different than your personal board of advisors. These are the people that help you actually execute on the idea, that can help bring it to life. These are the people that must be involved for you to actually see an idea through to actual concept and development and realization in hand. And you know, many of you might be thinking, I don't know who to go to for fill in the blank. And the idea here is ask others You've got people you know in your network. You have people that you know that might know. And and what you'll probably find is most people want to connect you. Most people want to help you out and try to help you make that dream a reality. Make that vision come to life. Make that idea real.
1: Absolutely. And you know, my mantra is, you know, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. So, okay, right. then you go to the next person. Yes, exactly. So, make, make it happen.
0: happen. Bring your make it happen team to life. Truth number seven, as we're flying through here, is say yes often. And I love this one because one of my favorites, too. I, it is one of my favorites. And the idea here is our tendency as a risk averse culture is to say maybe or say no out of fear or out of doubt or out of concern or out of, I don't know. And the idea with this truth is you have got to say yes, because you never know what could be on the other side of saying yes.
1: So, my perfect example of this is I mentioned earlier. I wrote my first book after I was at that women business conference, and that woman challenged my curiosity to see if I could do it. I wrote it. Um, the Huffington Post called and asked if I wanted to start writing for them. Well, I never heard of the Huff Post at that point. Um Now, this was a few years ago. And I thought <laughs> a well, small
0: blog that nobody's exactly.
1: Heard of. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I get to practice writing for some little online blog. It's all good. Well, mm, exactly. I I learned otherwise. So started writing for them. Fast forward, some of the stuff I wrote for them. The Today Show saw, and a producer from the Today Show called and said, "Hey, we've seen your stuff on HuffPost. Would you be interested in coming and being on our show talking about relationships?" We didn't believe.
0: Remember the email? Yeah, I was a little skeptical. I had to look at LinkedIn and make sure it it wasn't a scam.
1: (laughs) But it was, and three weeks later, I'm on the Today Show. So my point is, if I hadn't said yes to writing the book and hadn't said yes to writing for HuffPost. The Today Show would never have called. So you have to say yes and say yes often.
0: Yeah. So for me... You've got a great one I too. I do. I do. Um, one of the first songs I wrote for my first album was called Saturday in the South. And uh, many of you know this song. And, and for those of you that are close friends, you know the story of this song. But we literally... I literally wrote this sitting at tailgate parties um, at Georgia Tech. And... I actually entered it in many song competitions, and I got a lot of "Yeah, it was pretty good." You know, good luck with that, and keep working on it. And then I met um, one of the the producers from CBS Sports, and he was really interested in it. And um, Craig Silver, who produces many of the SEC 330 weekly games on CBS um was was super interested and he asked you know what can I do with the song and I reached out to my good friend in my network Alex Torres who lives in Nashville Tennessee and who happened to be working with Tracy Lawrence and I I shared with him both the song and the news that you know that CBS was interested and literally I think it was within 2 days we had Tracy wanting to sing the song and record it we had it recorded. We had it to CBS, and we were on TV that following week. And Every Saturday, unbelievable for, years. for a couple <laughs> of years, yeah. just blowing up our website um, with with searches and downloads and whatnot for that song. And if I hadn't said yes to Craig, if I hadn't said yes to Alex and having Tracy record it, you know, I. I wouldn't have had the experience of working with this amazing team. You know, that led to also the song being used on Fox Sports South. Um, and t- and today, you know, by far one of my most successful songs that I've ever written. And, and so the bottom line with this one is you gotta say yes because put yourself out there and give it a chance.
1: Absolutely. Right? You never know what will happen. Oh,
0: unbelievable. I love that one. We could spend like a whole podcast on that one. But okay, um, moving on. Truth number eight is know your why. Okay. we've Many of you have heard of Simon Sinek's book, Starting With Why. And so this is a little bit of an angle on that. And that's understanding if you've got an idea and you want to bring it to life, let's first understand why you're doing it. In other words, are you trying to make money? Are you trying to reach people? Are you trying to bring a message to life? Maybe it's a book or some other type of of, uh, idea around that. You have a product, you just think people will laugh, and you're trying to bring joy and happiness to those people. Like, what's the why? Like, why is it important? And the reason that the why is so important is because when you go out to investors, when you go out to retailers, when you go out to people that are potentially going to buy this or invest in it, if your why isn't clear, I promise you're not going to get very far. It's going to be a non-starter. So understanding your why is absolutely critical to moving an idea forward.
1: And so many people ask us why we're doing this, why we've launched contender brands, why we're writing books and launching these products. And you know we have our day jobs, which which are all great. Um, but our why is because this is fun for us. We love being engaged with each other, writing a book together, launching products together. Um, so part of that is our why, and part of that is our joy—the joy that we get in giving back. To others. And so each of our products, each of our books, Justin's music, all have a why associated with them in the form of a nonprofit that gets a portion of our sales. And so that's a really important why to us. It's just, it's part of how we live our lives.
0: That's right. My first album, um, you know, I gave some of the proceeds to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta.
1: My first book, Proceeds Went Back to Organizations That Support Divorce and Recovery. Yep,
0: Cocktail Farty, the first card game that we launched with many more coming. By the way, uh, Cocktail Farty benefits Love Rolls, which is a really cool local charity in Atlanta.
1: Oh, awesome local charity. Absolutely. Uh, Ringo is going to support another local charity called Rainbow Village. So, oh, we didn't do our tag.
0: Uh, I said Ringo. Yep. Clean Clean your your ring on the the go go with Ringo. Ringo. Cha, cha, cha. Cha cha cha. The cha 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 (laughs) is the funniest part.
1: Oh my God. Anyway,
0: (laughs) understand your why. Um, All right. And then last but not least, that's right. Uh, Truth number nine is staying the course. So, on this one, if I were to set it up with a couple of questions, I would ask you how many of you had an idea and never followed through? How many of you started a race but never finished? Maybe you started a class in college or in grad school and never finished. Maybe it's a project. Maybe it's a pursuit. Maybe it's some idea. You've know, you thought about it, but you never kind of completed the play. And the idea here with truth number nine is staying the course.
1: Because it is so easy to want to give up. This is not, this is, this takes a long time. So a perfect example is when we talk about Ringo, we'll, we'll spare you the, 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 the jingle. <laughs> we came up with the idea in 2009
0: oh my God for the ring
1: cleaner but it wasn't until 2015 that we did de- and we in 2009 we put together a business plan we did some research we did all that but it wasn't until 2015 that we decided we were going to move forward. We are now sitting in March of 2018, and it is just now gone to manufacturing. So we're talking three years. Talk about tenacity and staying the course. But we've believed in our product. And so staying the course is all about you can't give up. And it's not to say we have not had conversations over the last three years about is it time to just throw in the towel? Is it time to give up? But we believe enough in the product that it merits staying the course.
0: Yeah, no question. I mean, with Ringo, we had to go through a redesign, yeah. um, and now that's just coming to life. We had to go through a manufacturer change. We had a partner, and we had to switch partners and in, in, with that product. Um, with Cocktail Farty, you would think, oh my god, how hard could a card game be? But let me just tell you, if you are manufacturing a game in China um, and you are using any sort of process of kind of creating your custom design package, you know, there's elements to that that take time and take a lot of time for tooling and all the things around that. And then we decided, we, you know, we're, we're all excited because we got more product shipping in and we get a call on one of our trips and...
1: We're on a trip. We're speaking at an event. We're about to go on stage and we get a call that from the port in Los Angeles that says our product can't be, um, what's the word, let through the port because it's labeled... Through in customs. Through customs, thank you. Because it's labeled incorrectly. And what are we going to do about it? And oh, by the way, for every hour that it sits there, we're being charged extra money. <sighs>
0: Oh yeah. We were about to I go mean, on stage at this mega feeding America event in front of hundreds of people. And we get this call saying, you know, thousands of our product items are They're sitting, sitting in the LA port, and we've yeah. got to figure out a way to put a sticker on there that says made in China. And, then,
1: and then when our when our bonus dad, bonus mom books arrived, they arrived <laughs> um on a different day to our house. To our house than they were supposed to. And we were both out of town and we get a call. From our daughter, who says, um, This truck just arrived and dropped a pallet of boxes at the bottom of our driveway right, because in the used, street.
0: Right, they're used to delivering to a warehouse, yes, not a home.
1: We're not a warehouse. Delivered it, dropped them in our street, and took off. Like, didn't even help. And so she had 40 boxes that weighed 42 pounds each that <laughs> she work carried out that up our driveway, which is not steep for those of you that have been to our home, up our driveway, and she carried them down to our basement. And she had a sore back for weeks. Poor
0: yeah. Thing. So the bottom line <laughs> on this one, we could go on and Stay the course. Right. Stay the course. But- let me just share this. I mean, so if you go to our website, uh, contenderbrands.com, you'll see our bottom line or our big idea, whatever you want to call it. It's every winner started as a contender. You'll hear that on the podcast. You'll see on the website. You'll hear that in every in every talk that we do. And our thought here is it's not about being a pretender or a whiner or I don't know her or I maybe could have, would have, should have, or I'm I'm too old. I don't have time. I'm too inexperienced. I don't have... The the money. I don't have the relationships. Maybe I'm not smart enough. But a contender. If you don't put yourself out there to be a contender, you will never ever have the opportunity to be a winner and make the impact that you could make here. And 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 I just think you know you got to bring the idea to life. Every winner started, started as a contender. As a
1: contender, and that's so th- what we're trying to do. Nine truths.
0: Nine truths. So thanks for hanging with us. These are the nine truths. We can't wait to get this message out to. Um, To a lot of audiences this year Um, we'd love your feedback on it and we can't wait to um to really bring this idea this this idea to life
1: yeah nine truths what do you do with an idea and the bottom line every winner started as a contender
0: and monique it's so good to having you back on the podcast
1: well thanks for having me honey it was great to be your special guest
0: (laughs) (laughs) see ya thank you for joining us on the contender cast You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple
1: iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast,
0: connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.